What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness and Business Mixtape with me, Steve Krebs, and your main man, Luca Hosevar. We're on to episode number three. Today, we're talking about customer experience. So, you know, Luca and I both have businesses. He's still in the fitness space doing fitness. Um, he's got the bigger ground as well as a coaching business. I also do coaching, consulting, do supplements, all these things. So we're going to touch on a number of different things inside a customer experience, but I'm going to let Luca roll with this because... If you haven't been there, number one, if you haven't made it out to the Mecca, that's what I call it, Bigger Ground Fitness and Performance in Seattle, you're fucking missing out. I'm just going to be straight with you guys. And there's an opportunity coming up September 12th through the 14th that gives you guys a chance to not only experience Bigger Ground, but also come to the Bigger Summit, which is a three-day event, four days if you get the VIP ticket. And it gives you guys an opportunity not only to rub elbows with the who's who's in the industry, but also to see firsthand how Luca and his team run bigger ground. It's been open for over 10 years. He actually owns his building, right? There's a difference to playing this game, right? Just getting in, renting, 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 and then becoming the owner of the building, right? So I know Luca could touch on this in different podcasts, but today's topic is solely customer experience. So Luke, why don't you jump in on the third C, customer experience, and let these guys know what's up. Yes, sir. Uh, so the customer, here, here's the thing, okay? I'm going to frame this right from the get-go. I get excited. I get excited about all three C's, honestly. Like, I, I st- um, spent quite a bit of time just going, like, what was, hey, what are the most important things? All right, so both culture, because it involves a lot of, I would say, human behavior interaction and social interactions and psychology of human beings to understand how to build that. I mean, coaching really is the vocation. But I was saying in the last like two years, I really, really was, you know, started figuring out that customer experience is the competitive advantage. Or should I say like each one of those can be competitive advantage, but like customer experience is probably uh, one of the most competitive advantages that you can have because it's so shitty. It's so shitty. I mean, first of all, because you should care for humans uh, and you should care for your clients. And you should want to have an incredible experience. That should be at the foundation of that. And I'll, I'll talk about something um, that I learned from Danny Meyer, who's been an incredible influence and mentor without being a mentor. Uh, but and I'll talk about the philosophy that I have uh, that, that's very in line and in tune with what he teaches uh, and in line of hospitality. But the, the, the statistics are showing that, you know, customer service and customer experience in the U.S. are horrific. Uh, I would say probably even in most places around the world. But, and so the, the person actually expects to not, to have a okay experience, right? So customer satisfaction is just like, if you're satisfied, like that's, that's actually, you know, most people shoot for that, but like you have to wow people and act most, most, I would say retention in businesses, even as much as banks. Okay which is a clusterfuck to first of all, sign up for and then uh, close your accounts. Even they have a massive turnover. Like uh, most cell phone companies have a massive turnover. We're talking about 40%, 30 to 40% within the first year. And and we all know how difficult it is to actually cancel your, you know, your phone. Like if you have a cell phone and you're like, I want to cancel it. It's, It's a lot of steps, right? Somebody canceling your gym is actually not a lot of steps. Right. It's like, hey, listen, I want to I want to end my contract or I want to end my um, uh, monthly billing. You know, we I mean, we have like a, if I'm not mistaken, we have a 21 day uh, cancellation policy. Uh, 
which is which is pretty damn simple. Like you go on to cancel a bank or you cancel uh, your cell phone, it's gonna take a lot longer than that. And people still do it because they're so annoyed, right? And it goes all across the board, okay? But going all across the board. And so what we gotta understand is like, first of all, by only focusing on numbers and getting qualified leads, you're gonna make your job hard in the long run because the customer churn due to poor experiences that didn't meet expectations is gonna happen, right? And then think about this, okay? How, how like disheartening is it when you find a great, you know, prospect or prospective client uh, and then something in the process kills it? Maybe, I don't know, maybe sales, uh, maybe, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe it's you shit and, or, or the service, right? Drops the ball and they're out. And like, I, I know this because I've been through this. I know this because we've done it, right? So when you, only when you like shift your thinking about like customer lifetime value, right? Like how can I, how can I help this person, you know, have an amazing experience in the first 90 to 100 days? Uh, I'm saying 90 to 100 days because that's usually the time frame where people have the worst customer service and that's when people leave, right? In the first 100 days is actually usually where the highest percentage of people leave, right? So you have to think about customer lifetime value and retention shit to have a stable business and have long-term success. So uh, the other thing too, by the way, is uh, happy clients tend to buy more. So there's another thing that might be a, a smart idea to think about. So rather than focus all your efforts on like things like a new sale, think of all the additional value that can come from, you know, one happy client over and over again. So I'm going to repeat myself there because think about that philosophy. I actually, you know, coach a lot of people to take some of the money that they're spending in ads, if they are, and put it into like the customer experience. Um, we have a, you know, for, for a new, like we, if somebody joins the trial, uh, they get a bunch of surprises I'll talk about later. Um, but if they join the gym, they actually sign a contract. We, we don't tell them about it. One of the things that we do is um, they get a super nice laminated box, uh, like this beautiful gift box. If, if you guys have been on any uh, book subscription things like it's like that, you know, all black opens up. There's a, there's a t-shirt in there. It's a bigger t-shirt. There's a book in there, atomic habits book, which is my favorite habits book. There's a customized vigor ground journal, two vigor ground stickers and a handwritten, uh, appreciation note from me. Right. And it's, it's actually cost us 60 bucks. Uh, so Luke, where the, the one of the, we did the same thing just for the listeners. If you go to packlane.com, that's a great place to get like customized branded boxes that you can send out. And before I just want to interrupt for one second, guys, if you take one thing about from what Luca is saying, right? Cause we're always going to give you guys a shit ton of value here. It's a technical term, shit ton. It's not as much as a fuck ton that comes when you come into the mastermind, but shit ton still a lot. So what I want you guys to look at is what we've lost touch with as a society is actually building relationships the right way and customer experience and creating value for your customers is just another way of saying that I'm actually going to treat people right inside of a relationship. Imagine if every time you got a new girlfriend, boyfriend, significant other, the minute you sealed the deal, you started chasing other people. And that's kind of what happens. And a lot of times what I see in business is people forget about the people that are actually paying them, which means these are the people that actually allow you to eat food and actually allow you to have a roof over your head. And it's the minute or actually the second you forget about them and start solely focusing on the next one, the next one, the next one is the second that your business, AKA the bathtub 
like has a hole in the bottom of it. So you pour the clients in the top of the bathtub and they're just falling out of the bottom of it. And at the end of the day, if you don't build relationships right, it's going to create a problem. And I'm going to use Luca as an example. It was Luca's birthday yesterday. Right. And you see Luca has all these posts from people giving him shout outs like, hey, this is the, you know, one of the best human beings in the world. It's because Luca builds relationships the right fucking way. Right. He's not doing it with trying to get anything out the other side of it. And I'm using this as an example because so many young entrepreneurs that I run into do the same shit, which is who can I connect to that can help me build my brand? Who can I connect to that will give me a shout out on their Instagram so I can have more followers? They're constantly looking for what they can get out of people as opposed to let me build the relationship the right way. I cannot stress enough, guys, before I let the Luca loose on this again. I cannot stress enough that, guys, if you don't build relationships the right fucking way from the start and you aren't doing shit for the right reasons, it's not going to work long term. It will not be sustainable and you'll be one of these people that reach out to us when it's actually too late for us to help you. There's too many people that will reach out way past the point of when they should have reached out, which is like, hey, can you help me build this the right way as opposed to, hey, everything's burning down around me because all I was doing was looking for the next sale and forgot about all the people that were actually paying me. It happens all the fucking time, guys. I promise you. So listen, if you're going to take one piece of golden nugget out of what Luke is saying, and he's going to give you a million more. Dude, build relationships the right way. Stop looking at people as potential customers and look at them as fucking people, right? Everybody wants attention. Everybody wants appreciation. Everybody wants affection. I call it the three A's, right? It's really simple. Whether it's a client, a customer, your significant other, your best friend, whoever it is, everybody likes to feel the same way, which is they want attention, they want affection, and they want appreciation. And it's not rocket science. If you make people feel wonderful and you treat them right, guess what'll happen? On your birthday, maybe people will be taking pictures and posting them up at you and telling them, hey, love you, man, you're so amazing, right? That's what everybody wants. But most people are just missing the freaking structure. That is a freaking, that was crazy. That was like super white guy. What are you doing? Hey, man. But guys, it's not rocket science. So I'm going to let Luca back loose on this. But yo, you guys have to understand, there's a reason that Luca and I have had sustainability in our success, even though we've done a million different things. Go ahead, Lucas. I'm done. Great points. That freaking great points. Freaking great point, guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to ramp on that the rest of this damn podcast, too. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm, I'm going to jump right back in where you left off. Um, the, the first, I mean, I do like using, I, I like sharing stats because stats are reality, right? So you understand that the lifetime value of a loyal customer can be greater than 10 the value of the first purchase or more. So Look, let's be real. I, actually, I was just on the phone with somebody yesterday, a coach client, and, you know, talking about, look, on, you can spend a good amount of money on the front end, like, you know, if we understand what the front end is, right, how much it costs to get somebody in, into a trial, into a strategy session, into whatever your front end offer is, whatever it is for a person to try out your place, right? You can spend a lot if that person stays for a long time. For example, you know, our lower lowest uh, offering is 200, about 200 bucks a month. That's our, our kind of where we start. So let's say that somebody did that and they stay on average 10 or 11 months, right? That's 2,200 bucks. So if I spent 200 bucks for that person to, to come in and sign up and, you know, given really awesome packages and stuff like that, it's not a big deal because I have those margins on the back end. 
Now, if they stay three, now it becomes a problem, right? They stay three months, that's 600. But guess what? I have operations. I have, uh, you know, obviously the building payout, the salaries, the utilities, the this, the that, the marketing ad spend. All of a sudden your margin is gone and you're bankrupt. So, I mean, just from a one business one-on-one standpoint, like understand that. And the reason I bring that up is because check this statistic out. Like, because, you know, this was me and I'm going to admit this too. Okay. I'm going to admit that I thought our customer experience and service was better than it was. And once I really started looking into it and studying and like bringing all these things to my awareness, I was like, yo, it's, it's, it's not even that, it's not even that great. Right. And I'll admit like, there's a lot of times in my life and career that I've been like, oh man, we're actually not this great at this. We're, we're okay. Or we're good. You know, and for someone that I want everything to be the best in the world, that's, that's hard to, to swallow. But I was like, hey, you know what? We're going to make it better. We're going to make it better. And even right now, I can tell you there's a lot of things that need work. But every, you know, every day and every week, I'm working on this to improve it, right? And there, there's a lot of, like, that's why I told Krebsy before we even started. I said, look, I got a lot to say on this. Uh, so I, I want to give you guys as much as possible here. But, but check this out. Bain & Company did research, right? And when they asked, when they asked the companies, 80% of companies said they, they deliver superior customer service, okay? They, they, 80% said they deliver superior customer service. That was their, that's what they responded. The customer perception of the service level was very different, okay? Only 8% felt the companies delivered superior customer service. So do think about this. Literally, most companies, 8 out of 10, think they deliver superior service, but less than 1 out of 10 customers believe that. That's a complete clusterfuck, meaning that most people are completely de- delirious on how shitty their customer service is. And you could be a great coach and you could get great results, but not have great customer service and experience, and you'll lose people. I'm telling you, been there, done that, right? And you got to understand that customer experience will become a way that companies differentiate in the future. It's already, it's already happening, right? L- listen, we all got websites similar sales processes. And I'll, I'll talk about that. But you know how a customer interacts with your brand, like following the sale is becoming more and more important because you can like, look, I got a software that, you know, uh, I have my virtual assistant using stuff. I can look up any ads that anybody is running on this planet. So who's running successful ads? Like, especially if I know who's killing it, I can look up their ads, their funnels, their exact copy, like everything, their images, their videos. There's a software for that. Okay. I can do it. So I can copy a lot of stuff. That's what's happening now. Ads are being copied. Sales processes. I mean, you can buy it. I'll say that, you know, if you're a master salesperson, like you obviously have an advantage, but the point of it is that, you know, you can, um, like you can copy a lot of stuff. Customer experience. You can't copy that. You can copy the bullet points, right? But you can't copy the whole thing. So what, what I'm going to do is like, there's kind of eight phases of customer experience. I'm not going to go through all of them because honestly, this would be a long podcast if we did. Right. Um, but I'm going to go like first three phases. Cause I think three to four, maybe, uh, and I'll run pr- through them pretty fast, but, but because I want to give you nuggets that are like great nuggets. And then we'll finish off with today, uh, just some bullet points on, you know, customer service and experience and how to make people feel, give you guys some resources. Um, and I'll give you guys some, I would say not only like some, some very actionable steps, uh, some resources, some, some softwares and things like that that you can use and, to make your shit better, okay? As simple as that. Um, 
actually, you know what? I, I completely, this is what I completely missed out on Krebsy before I go into these, uh, these different steps. It's you almost like, like you like interrupting yourself. Yeah, I do. I do Part like the it. process here, guys. You got to understand like, my mom and then I got to say it. So here's one you, thing before you go, dude. And what I want you guys to also realize is like only people that have done this before, whether it's on stage, on podcast, understand when you flow like this, when Luke and I are flowing, it's because of all the years of reps, right? We're not reading off of cue cards, guys. So you want to get better at shit, put the reps in. You want to get better at customer experience, put the reps in. Also, uh, I'm going to reiterate this. Everything that he's saying, and it, this can be applied to relationships. Like the, the fastest way to fuck up your life is to get involved with the wrong person. So everything that we talk about inside a customer experience can usually be applied to your like personal relationships as well. And, it's, and, and they kind of intersect and they interconnect with each other. So make sure you guys, again, take notes throughout this process. It's recorded so you can go back and you can listen to it again later. But make sure, guys, that you're taking away and then to adding action steps throughout this process. So go ahead, Luke. Okay. Uh, first of all, like if every single person should read the book Setting the Table by Danny Meyer. Um, I think it's one of the most important books in business. Danny Meyer, if you don't know him, one of the greatest restaurateurs of our time, uh, you know, started with, uh, I would say, restaurants, uh, higher end, I'll say higher end restaurants, but like definitely high quality restaurants. And he started in New York. And so and he has a number of restaurants in New York. So everything from, uh, you know, Madison Avenue to, um, blue smoke to i mean you name it uh, the, the first one was why am i blanking on this right now i'm upset that i'm blanking on this but and he and, you know they have 23 or 24 james beard awards first of all never shut down like 30 years has never shut down a restaurant which is kind of insane um uh but the, he created a term called uh enlightened hospitality but the point of it is the book setting the table even though it's somewhat of a story it's some of the greatest insight into the best customer services like this person's got it like he understands it oh by the way he also owns a shake shack which all of you guys will know and it's a billion dollars what you said oh yeah delightful and delicious. delicious uh so he's also gone the bigger route and there's a crazy story about how shake shack started but man like he has become a, an influence and mentor in, in many ways uh, because man I, I think the only business that's harder to run than the gym business is the restaurant business uh you know, so, uh, so why not learn from somebody that's like dominated crush continues to dominate the thought leader from that. So, to, but to come back, cause I, I do feel that there needs to be a foundational thing that like, no matter what strategic stuff I give you, okay. So th this is the most important part of this is the foundation and that is who you hire now listen if you don't have people that love making people feel great and it really care about the clients man all the checklists and everything i share is going to be irrelevant and so that's why like that's why this part is so important okay this this part is so important as far as the hiring process goes and the, the thing is, so he has like, Danny Meyer has a story, right? It, he calls it 51ers. Okay. 51ers. So I'm going to explain this real quick. So imagine if in, in coaching, 
you know, all the competent tasks to be a coach. So, you know, writing great programs, understanding internal, external cues, um, you know, like really understanding the science of nutrition and, and cardio and energy systems. And like, you know, you got all the X's and those down, right? And you wrapped all that up and you're the best in the world at that. Like, you know your shit to, to the nth degree, okay? That would give you, like, that would give you 49 out of 100 points, right? 49 out of 100 points. The other 51 points are pretty much how much you care about people, right? Everything from, like, first of all, caring, empathy, uh, you know, emotional intelligence. Like, those are the things that you hire for. And a great analogy of this is, you know, people say, like, like moth to a flame. You know, moths fly to the light. Okay, so most business, I would say, or should I say most businesses and people, you know, like, the, sh- the brighter that you shine, the more the moths come. Right, so the brighter the light, the more the moths are going to come there. But now imagine once the moth comes there, it's this blue light that has no warmth to it. Okay, so sometimes, like you know, that could be your marketing, right? But if you have people that like, you know, they're tracked because I don't know social media and like everything sounds great and they're cool when they get. But then when you when a client comes, there's no warmth. That 51% is the warmth, and it's literally people that care about the fulfillment of somebody else right the 50 winners like legitimately so i i I call that you know i just call them the 50 winners and um so these are these are this list of six traits to hire and i got this from like i said Danny Meyer. uh and i hope you'll find these useful so this is what you're looking for okay this is what you're looking for number one optimistic warmth so that's genuine kindness, thoughtfulness, a sense that the glass is always at least half full. Intelligence, not just smarts, but like an insatiable curiosity to learn for the sake of learning. So this is really important. Like this is a big thing for me, right? I, I love learning just for the sake of learning. Work ethic, just a natural tendency to do something as well as it can possibly be done. Empathy, an awareness of care of and connection to how others feel and how your actions make them feel. Self-awareness, an understanding what makes you tick, and last one, six, integrity. So natural inclination to be accountable for doing the right thing with honesty and superb judgment. So those are the six, optimistic worth, intelligence, work ethic, empathy, self-awareness, and integrity, right? And uh, just, it's really easy to remember by wet coat, right? Wet coat hiring principles. And you can, like I said, you can, you know, look this up and read about this. And I'll, like, I'll kind of leave it at that. Luke, why don't we run through this, man? Like, that's so much great, like, incredible information, right? So the problem I think a lot of people have is they get the information and then they fail to either give themselves permission to act on it or to break it down into bite-sized pieces that they can actually put into play, right, in their businesses. You, you even said it, man. You've been in this game for a long time. I've been in this game for a long time. And there's so much that goes into running a business and most people are scatterbrained anyway and all over the place because there's so much to do, right? There's, you know, there's, there's the, the numbers part of the business. There's the, the customer experience part. There's the marketing part. There's the sales part. And let's be real, man, a lot of people have to wear many of those hats. So when it comes to customer service, let's do this, man. Let's, let's, let's play a little game. 
And we're going to rewind back to when, you know, things were for both of us were just getting rolling. You know, what are, what are like, what's the number one thing you think getting started? So say this is, excuse me, somebody that's just starting out in business or they've been in business for a while and they feel like it's kind of stuck, stagnant. They're having trouble keeping people. They're having trouble with retention. Why don't we just kind of break down really quickly? Like, what are some things that are super simple? This is the way I like to play, right? Like simple versus complex. What are some things that they could do to, to improve customer experience like in the next seven days? Okay, so I mean, one, you got to start by actually finding out what your customer experience is. And right now, I promise you this, most people just don't know. I didn't know. I mean, like, you know, I, I did well because I'm a 51er. Like, that's who I am at heart. Like, that is my inclination. So, you know, um, when, when that's your natural inclination and you're always trying to, you know, whether it's entertaining, entertaining, um, you know, clients, I mean, obviously getting great results, but I'm saying like, if you're entertaining clients and you're always thinking about like, how, how can I make this a great experience for them? Right. And that's what I ended up doing. But once I had to, you know, especially once I built a team and I was like, what is our customer experience? And so I wrote down, okay, cool. Uh, from the get go. Now, this is what I'm going to come back to is, you know, I said there's eight phases of the customer experience journey. Well, the first one is actually starts before they ever meet you, which is the marketing part. Come, I'll come back. To so hold on for a second. I'll come back to that. But like writing down when a person comes to your gym, you know, it's like they're trying out, they're, they're doing the trial. What happens? Like every step of the way, write it out, you know, from the phone call. So from when you pick up to when they come for an assessment, you know, an orientation, a strategy session, you know, but the thing is, even in a strategy session, like the small details, okay, are you already waiting for them when they walk inside of the door with a smile like, hi, Jenny, and like you have a folder and the folder has a name, name on it, and you know, that folder is close to your heart. That's some NLP, neurolinguistic programming stuff, right? Like it's close to your heart, makes them think that you care, which you do, of course, but I'm saying these are little things, right? And as soon as, as soon as you meet them, it's like, what do you do? Like, these are, look, these are important things. Like, we, we shake the hand, try to do it for six seconds. Guess what? After six seconds, you release oxytocin, right? So it's a yeah, hormone. Just don't hold it for 16 seconds, you fucking weirdos. That becomes weird, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and just, now obviously, look, and part of the things we talked about earlier, emotional intelligence, man, <laughs> athletic reasons. It's okay. It's the, it's the universe putting you on pause. It's all good. So guys, listen, at the end of the day, we're going to, again, we can give you a million, <laughs> we can give you a million things that you could do for customer experience. But one thing that I want you to keep pulling from what we're talking about is, is simple. Caring about the people that you're serving is what will keep you in business. I promise you building quality relationships. And here's the perfect example. Moving out of my house in New York yesterday. Guess who came and helped me move yesterday? Two kids that I used to train at the gym. Why? Because I built successful quality relationships with these kids because I, was, I always had their best interests at heart. I was not only their strength coach back in the day, I was their mentor. I was their friend. I was like the big brother that they didn't have. So we can, we can break down a million different things, putting, you know, going to pack lane and putting a, a welcome box, you know, goodie bags, swag packs in. We could talk about, you know, no reason gifts. 
we could talk about going to the, the, you know, the bookstore where it's like the five and dime and buying a book for members and make, writing a little note in them. These are simple things you can do to increase customer experience all day long. Actually having your team on point so that everybody's smiling and happy and actually there for the right reasons. The very second that switches and you start worrying about yourself and only yourself and just the money. And it happens to all of us, by the way. There's going to be times where you're going to be stressed about just the money. There's going to be times where you're selfish. We're human. Nobody plays this game perfectly, but that's where systems come into play. And if you don't have a plan and you don't have systems, then your business is going to be all over the place. And guess what? Your life will be too. You know, I can tell a lot by someone by looking at their desk. And if their desk is all over the place and crazy and messy, most likely they're not going to be a very organized person. So your organization, your systems, your customer experience actually starts with yourself and your immediate family, your close friends, your significant others, and then your teams, right? That's what's most important because you could have the best ideas in the world in your head, but if you don't actually put them into play on a consistent basis, always or never, then that customer experience will not be something that will be sustainable over time. And then it's, it's, it's almost like this, hey, I did it for this one person, then you don't do it for the next person, and now they're all pissed off because they didn't get the same treatment. So, Luke, are you, are you with the living again? Did you choke that athletic green stuff? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that, was, uh, that came out of nowhere, man. Good. But you know what? You made, it stopped me enough to make, uh, for you to make. Uh, Listen, that's what you call a professional segue, my friends. Great job. Great job, Stephen. Hey, no problem. Freaking great. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> so, but I mean, I, both of the, the things that we're talking about, you know, all of it comes like the no, number one thing just becomes awareness, right? Like start to become aware what you're actually doing. Like what, what is your current system, right? So some of the things that I mentioned there, like write them all out. Like you've got to know what the current process of onboarding is at least for the first 30 days. But you know, I, I think even the first, like I said, 90 is great, right? To, to where there's a system beyond that, you know, not necessarily uh, I would say as important because now the, the culture takes over and you should of course have an ongoing system for, for coaching, uh, obviously, but this is what I want to focus on today is that like, you, you just figure out like, dude, what are we doing for the, the first 30 days, this, the, you know, 60, 90 days and understanding that, that, uh, it starts in the assess phase. Right. But the thing is the assess phase is like when, you know, prospect is just deciding whether they want to do business with you. They're learning about your, basically your company, uh, you know, shared expectations for the relationship. And most people will just, you know, call this sales and marketing. So I think that just businesses just don't, you know, think about how customer experience starts with sales and marketing. And today you have, I mean, look, you got email, you got physical mail, you got your phone. So calls, you have hand to hand shaking, you have video like video uh it, it, you know your blog content your video content you have actual physical gifts those are all different avenues that you can improve uh i would say customer experience on so just understand that first of all right and and i'll just share like what are some of the things that you know we start with uh and this is a whole we'll probably do this in, in the next episode the next show you know talking about marketing talking about educating the marketplace but for instance, marketing starts when, I was, I'm sorry, I would say customer experience starts where when somebody watches your video online, you know, goes to YouTube and, and sees, I don't know, multiple free seminars that I recorded and just gave them away, right? Daily, like literally daily education of, uh, of the marketplace, 
mobility drills, workouts you can do at home, uh, stuff on nutrition, podcasting, uh, you know, like literally because this is how the person learns, like learns about you. And I remember we were, when we did change in the game in Orlando and I had a presentation and I was sharing um, how, many, how many times somebody, a customer has to see something before they make a decision. And it was like 15, right? Where only like five years before that, it was like six or seven, right? So meaning uh, if they saw something from you, I don't know, Google AdWords, Facebook ad, or uh, uh, somebody told them about the gym or something like that, okay? So look, think about this. Less than 10 years ago, I, I think it was like seven years ago, it was six, six touch points. Then what, two, three years ago when we did the, the last changing game in Orlando, it was 15. Today it's 23, okay? It takes 23, I would say, exposures to you for, pe for a person to make a decision. Why? Because there's so much shit now. Like there's, you know, social media, there's so, just so many avenues. And Competition so is at an all-time high. And like everybody can kind of see that. But Luke and I have been in the game so long, it's, it's bananas. You have people right now selling things that they've actually never done themselves, teaching people things they've never actually done themselves. But because marketing has become so easily accessible, and because anybody can build things with click funnels, it's, you guys got to remember, it's noisy as hell right now. So how do we differentiate? Well, the way you treat people. Like ultimately, the way you treat people, doing what you said you would do, being consistent and persistent, having integrity, not being full of shit. That's actually a pretty good one to start with off, uh, right out the gate. Mm -hmm. So Luke, let's do this, man. Like we, you know, I want people to be able to, to, to take from this, but again, not be overwhelmed. And remember, we're going to give you a shit ton of information, but the fuck ton of information comes when you join the mastermind, right? And that's where you get the accountability association and all the, the special sauce, we like to call it, right? So if you guys think about it, action always alleviates anxiety, but only 100% of the time, right? It, it, you cannot take information all day long and not act on it and expect to get a result. It's just, it's, it's the definition of insanity, right? It just doesn't make sense. So Luke, why don't we do this? We could talk about this all day, right? We could, we could run uh, customer service. It could be like the 84 C's. We could do podcasts for the next 10 years and still not finish on any one of these topics. Let's go ahead and, and, and finish this up, but let's give them, you know, give them the, the Cliff Notes version. And I know you didn't even barely touch on everything that you wanted to touch on today, but that's okay because we want to make sure that these things are, are actually consumable. Why don't you just give them like the one minute quick and dirty, like if you had to do, you know, if you had to give them one piece of advice in, in terms of customer experience outside of the 84,000 golden nuggets that they've already received from the knowledge gods, why don't you just give them like a quick rundown of, of like something that they could take away from the podcast? I'll negotiate with you. Okay. I'm okay. going to do minutes. five minutes. I'm going to do five minutes in, uh, no, two and a half, uh, four, two and a half. Because five, then you go to two and a half. This is how this works. <laughs> okay, look, I'm, I, and I'm not, I'm not going to be Final answer, three. There's, there's, all, <laughs> there's always, like, I could go deep into each subject. So what I'll do is, like, make it more bullet pointy. Um, and all right, I'll settle for three. Is that a word? Yeah, I made it. Bullet pointy a word? Did we just create a word? You heard it here first, guys. Fitness and business mixtape with Luca and Steve. Uh, bullet pointy is now a word. Look it up in Wikipedia and uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. What's you know what, up? Steve, you know what, Steve? It freaking is. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna I'm gonna rip for three minutes, okay? 
Number one, uh, first of all, find out, like study customer services from the best in the industries, not just your industry. Uh, so I mentioned, you know, setting the table from Danny Meyer, uh, Zingerman's Guide to Great Service by Ari Winesway. So Zingerman's does amazing stuff. The Secret Service Book by John R. DeJulius. Yeah, DeJulius. Uh, a book that came out, like I think last year, it's phenomenal. It's called Never Lose a Customer Again by Joey Coleman. Be Our Guest, which is about Disney's customer experience and a customer service revolutions, which is, which is also John R. DeJulius, the third, actually. Uh, so study that, okay? Basic you, stuff. You know that guy? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I was just curious in the way you said his name. Like that was, uh, there was, there was some, there was some. I know him very well, very close. Uh, using names, man, just using names and making it a standard, you know, people love to hear their own name. Uh, once again, is that a part of your culture and standard? Write hand, handwritten thank you cards often, not just at the beginning, even though at the beginning, you know, you definitely want to do that. Like, but write a lot of it. When people win and succeed and reach their goals, write handwritten thank you cards, make them personal. Uh, remember your self-care matters. Okay, this is important, right? If you're not in a good place physically, mentally, emotionally, it's just very hard to take care of people. I know this, we'll probably do a whole nother podcast on this one, right? Because if you work in customer service, you have to develop the ability to put yourself in the right mindset to serve, even if you're having a shitty day, right? Guess what? That becomes a lot easier if you take care of yourself. So this means Everything from getting proper sleep to learning how to manage your stress to, uh, you know, practicing difficult conversations, which is, uh, you know, crucial conversations, by the way. Uh, so that's really important. Always thank your clients for feedback. When people like say, hey, this is not good. I'm always like, hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate you bringing this to my attention because it's the only way that I can make it better. Okay. Thank and, and whether feedback is good, whether feedback is bad, you want, but when it's, when it's, when it, when the feedback is not easy to hear you know what? Make sure you thank a person so they keep bringing it to you because then you can make a difference. You can make a change. Worst thing is when you don't know, okay? Also, constantly be looking for feedback, okay? Constantly be looking for feedback, like nonstop, you know, whether it's like anonymous surveys, whether it's just, you know, talking to people, asking questions. There's a whole slew of things that you can do there. Um, also, think about naivete is better than paranoia, right? So most companies create all sorts of policies and shit to prevent very small percentage of customers and clients from potentially taking advantage of them. So the impulse makes sense, but when you're working hard to build a business, you know, it, it can feel like very personal when you perceive someone to be trying to pull a, pull a fast one. And then what happens in, re, in reality, that's really, that's rarely ever happening. Okay. Don't like, don't create like Byzantine policies that like punish all the current clients uh, or prospective clients, I guess, from the handful that take advantage of stuff, right? So give human beings the benefit of the doubt. Very, very, very important, okay? And uh, here's a couple more to finish off. This, I know this, but we slow down to three minutes. Uh, always be looking for moments to surprise and delight your clients. And this is where you can get creative, right? Just This is where you can get creative. I'm not gonna give you 100 examples, but just write this fucking line down. Always be looking for moments to surprise and delight your clients and wow them. Right. That's the cool thing. You know, it's the cool thing about it. Right. And just be like, be a real life human. Right. People prefer humans over businesses. Be a human. OK, because when you start becoming too businessy and everything is too like, you know, buy the books and you don't once again, that be that 51 er really important. You know, I, I said it at the beginning, but like, hey, don't hire the wrong people that are not really uh, 
more extroverting, and, and I don't want to say just extroverted, right? But if you know people that are like, that genuinely dislike humans, well, it's very difficult for someone to be good at customer service if they genuinely dislike humans. We know those people, right? When, when someone has a belief that humans mostly suck, there'll be a fucking disaster in that position. And I still see a lot of people putting those people in that positions, right? Uh, also, make role-playing a foundation of your training. Like, nobody does that. We started doing that a lot. Like, you know, basically, what happens? Like, we'll make a scenario and then role-play it. Like, what would the, what would the coach do, right? Because if you just tell them, like, hey, here's the bullet points. Just do this, right? Uh, that's, that's not necessarily what they're going to do. Put them in that situation, right? Practice that situation. And please never use emails when feelings are involved, right? Like never use emails when feelings are involved. When there's, when, you know, you got an upset client and they email you, like talk to them, right? Either best move is to go to, you know, to call, but even better in person, right? I get that this won't always be possible, but like most people are just like, oh, fuck, I'm going to email them back. No, like don't, don't do that, right? Uh, and well, put it this way. Let, let's finish with this. Seven one. minutes later, <laughs> we're still at two forty-seven, and it's like it, a really slow second. It's okay um, though. You know what? Look, this, guys, is, this is important. Hold on one second, Luke. I just want to. I want to make a point really quick on what you just said there. Like, dude, if you just if they just took the last minute and a half of what you were saying out of the podcast and applied it it's probably more valuable than, than most courses or seminars or events that they've been to because it's actually shit that you've done that I've done that actually works. And you know, what I took, what I'm taking away from it is like, stop letting your ego get involved. Number one, number two, stop avoiding the hard shit, right? Get used to talking someone face to face, make sure that you have a system involved in what you're doing. Right. If you want to go above and beyond, then do that shit. And guess what that takes? Time and money, your watch and your wallet as the owner. And everybody that I see a lot of times, like most people are trying to cut corners and, and pinch pennies. You know, a perfect example is I have a coaching group and these guys only pay $500 a month and they were just in Miami what, last month. And I uh, surprised them with a, a yacht trip, right? These guys have never been on a yacht in their lives. The whole point was to show them possibilities. So we're not telling you guys this stuff and not doing it ourselves. I mean, perfect example, right? The VIP ticket at the Figure Ground Summit, right? I mean, if Luca broke down everything that the VIPs get, you'd be blown away. It's like, holy shit, for $997, not only do I get access to actually four days of an event and hands-on and, and access to the speakers, which is worth 100 times more than you're investing, on top of that, there's, you know, a boat ride, there's a, you know, there's a, dinner VIP dinner with the with the speakers and a bunch of other shit a swag bag a bonus webinar like we're, we're showing you guys exactly what we're teaching here that's called an amazing customer experience and I don't know if we could really frame it any better than that so it's www.vigorsummit.com slash home uh, make sure you guys get over there buy your ticket September 12th through the 14th in Seattle Washington Luca's on, you know, Luca's running the show. He's got a bunch of speakers that are coming in. I'm going to MC it. It's going to be an amazing event. And again, I just can't, guys, I cannot recommend high enough. Like going to events and meeting people is the number one way you will build your business. I promise you. It's the number one way you'll actually learn how to improve your customer experience. It's the number one way you're going to, to, to meet other people where you can actually create businesses together. Luke and I met 
at events, at a mastermind. So you guys can do the same thing. So we're going to wrap this up because I know if I don't, this will be a two hour long podcast, which will be fine. But at the end of the day, you guys need to take action. I I will say this last thing because this this is so important. Okay, so important. Hold on. Dramatic effects. You ready? Give it to me. Say it now. Okay. Your team can't give better service than they get. Okay, like who serves your clients? Your team, right? So not everyone you hire, even the, even the stuff that I said at the beginning, like not, not everyone that you hire will have, you know, experience with world-class customer service. So it's our job as leaders to show them what that looks like, right? And the thing is, one way to help them learn about great service is by like facilitating opportunities for them to experience great service from great service brands, but, for, but definitely from you. So think about like great leadership teams how they create and, and execute internal like customer service, right? Luca, let's do this real quick. Just in terms of bigger ground and your team, just rattle off really quickly so these guys can experience it. All of the, just, just back up what you just said, but with your own team. In terms of in-staffs, in terms of you taking them out to like great, nice dinners where they're treated right, in terms of events that you've taken them to, just off the top of your head, rattle them off really quickly what you've done for them. Well, for, it starts off by getting them to, you know, to know them as humans and like doing as much. I get it, but dude, reference specific I want to like basically say getting to know them as humans, but like there's a specific thing to that. Like how much time do you spend one-on-one and go to lunch, go to breakfast, right? And just get to know them and ask them about what they want, right? What are their desires, their fears? Like that's really important. Investing in their personal goals and education. So like this year we're doing... Uh, I think we're at not, we're going to probably end up between 10 and 11 uh, seminars slash certifications. Uh, and most of these costs, you know, a thousand bucks or more. Uh, and and I, I bring all that in house. So they basically, that's all done for them. I give them resources, whether it's, you know, stuff that I buy that, are, you know, multiple thousand dollar, a hundred dollar, whatever uh, resources that I give away from them. Right. Uh, but then also like just, you know, if they have personal stuff, like, when they're really upset, like taking the time, you know, and addressing the concerns with that, literally addressing the concern, like not like, okay, what is it? But like solving the problem. And that might be, look, your, your people are human. So we have everything from, uh, you know, divorces going on or financial troubles or this, that, like, how do you solve those things? Right. Always, always being like fast to respond. And like I said, and I, I've dropped the ball on this a lot, but like, being fast to respond to an email, setting up a meeting to be like, hey, I, I, I care. You know, closing the loop on like different suggestions and feedback. Like, I know this seems like it's a small thing, Krebsy, but like these are massive things, right? Where, where, where the team is like, oh, you know, like you care. But then, hey, writing handwritten thank you cards to them and expressing gratitude. Well, the small right. things are what matter. Guys, remember, we just reference relationships all day long and you can't go wrong here. Small hinges swing big doors. Right, it's the little things that make relationships healthy. It's not the big grandiose acts of, hey, I'm gonna go on one date with you the whole year and we're gonna get a limo, I'm gonna get you flowers, but the rest of the year I'm gonna be a complete asshole. It's not how it works. And it's not how you should treat your customers and clients. It's that fucking simple, guys. It's that simple. So here we're, we're gonna wrap this shit up because that you guys listen, at the end of the day, we could give you all the information in the world and I'm gonna say the same shit over and over again because I'm trying to drive it home. The reason Luke is successful, the reason I'm successful is because, yeah, we have ideas and yes, we want to do different things, but we make shit happen. 
we see it through regardless of how much effort, energy, time, and money that it takes. So now it's your turn. So this is episode number of the Fitness and Business Mixtape with Steve Krebs, Luke Hosevar. Get your Vigor Ground Summit ticket today. Vigor Summit, what is it? Vigor Ground Summit or Vigor Summit, Luke? It's VigorGroundSummit.com forward slash home. Got you. Okay, guys, I can't, listen, we can't, we can't like make you go. We can, we can cross our fingers and our legs and our toes and everything else and, and, you know, hope and wish that this, you know, you would get your head out of your ass and make the right decision for yourself. But you're the one that has to pull the trigger on it. And you're the one that has to decide where to invest your time and money, your watch and your wallet. And I will guarantee you one thing. You're going to get 100 times the value of the money you invest in showing up to things like this. The hands-on in itself would be worth every penny, even for the VIP ticket. So listen, yeah, we're pushing it hard because we want you there. Why? Because then we can meet you. We can help you. We can create a relationship and show you what it actually is to create an insane customer experience. That's all we got for you guys today. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one. We're out of here. Peace out.